The Country Sport Breakfast with Brian Kelly. Thanks to NetSpeed. Get unlimited rural broadband today. Gold Sport. Well, we're less than 60 minutes away now from kickoff in the second of the FIFA World Cup semi-finals. Who will go up against Argentina on Monday morning at 4 o'clock in the final? Will Morocco be the first ever African nation to make a World Cup final? Or will France go back-to-back finals? Joining us on the CSP this morning, former All-White, and as I said, the other half of the Football Fever podcast, David Jote. Morning, David. Yeah, good morning. Football tragic. Loving the World Cup. (laughs) Yeah, what are you going to do when it's all over, mate? Have a lie down. I think I'll be due a lie down. I've been watching that much football. The eyes have uh, gone square, but uh, not complaining. It's been uh, compelling watching, and Morocco have uh, emerged as the surprise package. So, uh, yeah, look forward to this one. There's always a surprise package in a World Cup, isn't there? This is a classic uh, a David versus Goliath match, isn't it? It is. Um, they're likening themselves to uh, Rocky Balboa, the Rocky movie. So it'll be about Rocky 11 by the time this tournament's finished. Uh, <laughs> But look, wait for the Netflix uh, documentary on Morocco because it's a remarkable story. First African nation to get this far. First Arab nation to get this far. Allegedly today in, in stadium, there'll be 40,000 Moroccans if they managed to get themselves tickets. So it'll be like a home match for them. Uh, they'll be up for it. So no doubt about that. Why have they been so successful? What do you put it down to? Well, they've only conceded one goal at the tournament, uh, and that was an own goal, by the way. So no one's actually scored. No one from another side scored a goal against them. They conceded one against Canada, an own goal. Um, so their, their their game plan is to live without the ball and defend, uh, stay in the match, and then uh, take them as long and deep as you can. Remember, it goes to extra time. It goes to penalties. That won't worry the Moroccans. Uh, that's the way they've got past Belgium, Spain, Portugal on their way to this final. So they've beaten some big sides. Um, they're they're a uh, remarkable outfit, but they don't need much ball, which is a bit weird. They can live without the ball, defend well, and then uh, hit them on the break, and they've got some quality going forward. When you look at their players, they play all around the world, Chelsea, um, PSG, Spain. Uh, they play in uh, Besiktas in Portugal. You know, uh, in Portugal they play, they're, they're all over the place. So they're a bunch of travelling gypsies who are going pretty well. <laughs> Do they play a different type of game? I mean, not getting the ball. I think in the last two games, there was 23 possession they had against Spain and 26 against uh, Portugal. Is it a real defensive game they play? It doesn't, it doesn't look that way, really. Um, there's a few sides that do this. The Asian sides, Japan and South Korea, I can think of, they lived on uh, very little possession as well. They're just happy to drop a bit deeper when they're out of possession and then try and hit teams with uh, pace and skill going forward. So it's a it's, it's certainly the way this team plays. Um, not unknown in football. And often in the World Cup, I always say the closer it gets to finals time, teams do try not to lose as opposed to necessarily going out to win, which sounds a bit weird, but that's a, a definite way to get through this World Cup. Yeah, don't lose. <laughs> yeah, you don't lose. You, you, you go through. But uh, if you go out to win and throw too much at them, you can leave yourself open at the back. I don't think you'll see Morocco leaving too many spaces at the back. So let's look at France. Other than the slight hiccup they had against Tunisia in pool play, they've really looked like one of the teams of the tournament, haven't they? Yeah, before the tournament, I think most people thought France would be about where they are now, heading towards the final, ranked third in the world coming in. They're going to look to break some history if they go to this final and win it, because going back-to-back and winning two World Cups, remember, they're the reigning champions, is um, 
heard of in modern times. You've got to go back to the 50s and early 60s for when it was last done. 58 and 62 was the last time uh, any team went back to back. So they'll look to break some history. But they've got probably one of the most exciting players on the planet at the moment, Kylian Mbappe, leading the line. But they've got uh, not more than more than just that as a threat. They have threats all over the park. Giroud, Olivier Giroud scoring for them. Um, Griezmann out wide, uh, Dembele. So they're far pacey and talented. So, uh, again, if you took the odds, they'll be heavily favoured, but the odds are already shown to be wrong the way this Morocco side play. Why is it so hard to win this tournament back-to-back? As you said, 1958, and I think it was Italy, 58 and 62 that did it. Why so hard? Yeah, well, <laughs> mystery, the mystery remains. It seems to be the hoodoo of the World Cup often decide that one of the last time goes out early. That's been the form, guys. But France have actually disproved that theory. They are going long and deep, and they could well go all the way, although they face Messi's Argentina if they do so. Um, the toughest thing in football is to keep a squad together and keep a team sort of playing the same way. France have in their favour their, their manager, Didier Deschamps, has managed the side for 10 years. He's the longest-serving manager at the tournament uh, with the one side. So that goes in their favour as well. But typically sides turn over pretty quickly. Four years between international World Cups is pretty uh, a pretty long time in football. Lots of players over and often you go to a squad uh, with a totally new squad. Um, I think it was only about four or five of this squad were at the last World Cup. So, David, do you think France is going to be too good for Morocco? Yeah, I've got my old wall planner out that I did before the tournament. I had France going all the way, but to be fair, I had Brazil on the other side of the group, oh. so don't take, don't, 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 uh, take me as being any sort of soothsayer. Uh, but I have got France being too good for Morocco, which gives us a dream final, France versus Argentina. If you'd offered that up before the tournament, most people would go, that sounds fantastic. Uh, although, look out for Rocky 12 we're up to now because Morocco get through. It's another knockout. <laughs> yeah, it'll be amazing if they get through. Let's go to yesterday's semi-final. Messi brilliance. I mean, he, they, Argentina played well, didn't they? Three zip over Croatia. Yeah, unreal. Um, Messi is a maestro, a magician. He is their talent. There's no question about that. I said to Piney, I said, uh, there's always people who have to carry the piano, and then there's a concert pianist who gets to play it. That's how I feel about Messi. I think the rest of the team deliver the piano to him, and he just gets on there and plays a concerto. He's a, he's a wizard. Uh, absolutely unbelievable. The third goal, you get to have another look at it. He's yeah. absolutely... He's run a, a defender, a young defender, who's a breakout star at this World Cup. Um, ragged. Turned him inside out. <laughs> taken him to school and just laid it on a plate. Uh, magic stuff from Messi in Argentina, uh, probably off the back of Messi's uh, own performance and own form at this tournament. He's now equal top scorer, would be heavily, well, not heavily favoured. They'd be favoured, I reckon, going to the final. I don't think anyone's prepared to mess with Messi. <laughs> I don't think they are either. Yeah, I agree with you with that third goal, the footwork, and considering he's one of the older players in the tournament. Yeah, 35 years young. Um, yeah, and not bad, eh? Um, no. Still running around. Uh, but even, even I, I said to Piney again, I said, I like watching the guy walk. When, even when he's walking, he's walking into spaces um, that he knows is dangerous. He's always looking to be somewhere to influence the game. And uh, just so hard to stop. You, you know, I don't know how you go about stopping him. He, he's, a, he's, a, he's a miracle of a player. Uh, yeah, and it's a dream to watch. 
Well, Trody, enjoy the game, mate. We're not far away. And uh, go uh, Argentina and whoever might be in the, in the final. Good on you, mate. Thanks very much. Time for a cup of tea and then I'll be in front of the box. One of the scariest things you can hear as a parent is quiet. But if you do get a little quiet time, have a listen to The Parenting Hangover. It's not scary at all. If I bump into a couple and they have a boy and they have a girl, and I'm like, oh, boy, girl, snip. You've got a boy. You've got a girl. Get the snip. You're done. You get to figure out what it's like raising a girl. You get to figure out what it's like raising a boy. Save yourself a ton of stress and money. You've got your perfect little family. The Parenting Hangover with Clint and Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.